1: Hello and welcome to the esports biz show. I'm your host Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing professional esports organizations. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. So all is the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Jordan Zelnicker. Jordan is the lead esports strategist for the New York Islanders and a strategic advisor for esports organization Ghost Gaming. Prior to working for the Islanders, he was a manager of eSports business operations for Monumental Sports and Entertainment, including operating their Wizards District NBA 2K League franchise, as well as their Washington Capitals eSports program, after previously working in corporate partnership and eSports for the MLS team, DC United. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Always, uh, always a pleasure to, to reconnect with you.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. So to start, you know, tell us a little about your past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played and how did you kind of get involved in the esports business?
2: Yeah, so I've been a gamer my whole life. And, you know, my my two biggest passions have always been hockey and video games. I grew up spending my Friday nights and Saturday nights, you know, either, you know, playing video games because I had early games the next morning or just meeting up with friends and, and playing video games with them. So the first game I ever played, I had a, a Nintendo 64. I was like a, a Mario Party player. And then I, uh, I got pretty into Smash when I was young. Um, you know, as GameCube came out, you know, started to get into more of the sports titles and the, the early days of sports games. Um, and then moved into PlayStation 1. Since then, I've always been a team Xbox.
1: Awesome. You know, I definitely was on Team Xbox. I definitely have an early memory of NHL 94. That's probably, like, the first sport game on Genesis. There was this move that, like, you had to outlaw when you play with friends because it was like you go to the boards and you would come back and you would score every single time. Like, the goalie is just not physically capable of catching up to you. So it was just like you just couldn't do it. It was just such a cheap move that, like, they had to fix it going forward. But it's just... You know, sports games have been around a long time, and you know, hockey games as well. So, tell us a little about your current work with the NY Islanders. You know, what's your role there, and why did the Islanders expand into esports?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, the, the the lead esports strategy at the New York Islanders, and it was something that I don't think many people saw coming—the Islanders getting into esports. But I think it was at the same time a long time coming. Where the Islanders are a very young audience. they have a very young fan base, a very young audience, and they're they're a very innovative group. So I, I think that they were looking to expand into new areas and new ways to reach the next generation of fans
1: as they develop their new arena, UBS Arena in Long Island. Awesome. So you know, tell us about some recent news. I saw some exciting stuff that you guys had announced recently.
2: Yeah, recently we we announced Isles GT is the esports sub brand of the new york islanders and we actually announced the first 66 roster uh ever ever in the nhl esports space by an nhl team and, and we added three subs to that space so we actually have a total roster of nine and these players will represent us across different nhl esports tournaments and just kind of be brand ambassadors for isles gt
1: as well that's awesome so you know what are some you know plans for the isles gt going forward
2: yeah, so upcoming, we have our IGT circuit, which is our big 6v6 tournament that fans from all over the United States and Canada can play in if they're 18 and over. And so our, our priority right now is to focus on that while competing in some of these other tournaments like the San Jose Sharks and the Washington Capitals tournaments. And we're, and we're a competitive esports team. Our goal is to win. So we, we really think that you know we're, we're here to put in hard work you know, night in, night out and, and, and try to come out with a title.
1: How many other team, like established teams are there in the 6v6 landscape? I'm, I'm interested in that. So, so there's about a, th- a third of NHL
2: teams that are in the space that have actual esports sub-brands. You've got a couple other teams that are doing 1v1 tournaments. Like I said, we're the first team to actually go and sign a 6v6 team. But you are seeing a lot of other teams in the 6v6 space in terms of hosting tournaments or events for players. And we have seen the Capitals uh, actually go and sign a 1v1 player in the past. So this is just the first 6v6 team signed, and I do
1: think we'll see more of it in the future coming. Awesome. Well, you know, I definitely think, you know, NHL esports is like some of the other sports simulator titles are, you know, definitely, you know, really niche and interesting and perfect segue into the next thing. So you had worked at Monumental Sports Entertainment. So tell us a little about your role in what was it like working with an NBA 2K league team and is it any different than working in the NHL esports space?
2: Yeah, so you know, MSE was was my first full-time job and the experience was better than I ever could have imagined. Uh, I, I worked with really some of the most talented people I've ever worked with, and probably will ever work with at Monumental Sports. They really just breed talent, and you know the resources and and opportunity that we had there, we just found a way to take full advantage of it. So, you know, when I joined, um, you know, we we got the first overall pick on, as part of Wizards District Gaming right after I joined. So really exciting times to become part of the team. And then Coach Pat actually put together a really strong roster that you know, we kind of were the underdogs, but it was, it was, it was a roster that was well put together and actually went and made a championship run winning the NBA 2k league in season three, my first season there.
1: So tell us a little bit about that. What was it like kind of, you know, from draft day and then kind of going through the season and then ending up with a chip?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it was fast. That that's the best way to describe it is When we started, I was kind of learning on the fly. I was fresh out of grad school and it was all exciting and new to me. So, you know, just from the draft to the season starting to, to the, you know, the tip off to the turn, um, you know, it it was all going so fast and, you know, watching the team play day in, day out, I could tell that the team was special. And I think the whole league could tell as well that, you know, they, they the, Co- coach Pat really had it down on discipline with the team and, you know, making sure that they were taking the right steps to, 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 to win that ultimate championship. And, you know, going into the playoffs, we still weren't the favorite, but we kind of upset the the Raptors who were the favorite at the time. And as soon as that happened, you, you kind of knew that this team, you know, had the legs to go all the way.
1: Amazing. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. So, you know, you kind of started in this virtual season. So what was that like kind of, you know, adjusting with the team kind of not being in the studio as it was the previous seasons and then kind of being in their almost dorm rooms or their separate apartments while they were playing?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I would say that that we really prepared ourselves for any possible situation. As soon as this happened, you know, like I said, Monumental Sports really has the resources to adjust and prepare for any situation. So we were able to adjust pretty easily. For for myself personally, it was my first season. So I actually never really got to see like in-studio play that much. So it wasn't too much an adjustment. It's really all I knew at the time. Um, You know, when I got to see the in-studio in play in the next season, in my last season, when we went to the championship in Dallas, that was actually, you know, a new experience for me when, for most people, it was kind of coming back to the,
1: to the norm. So, yeah, so tell us a little about that and, you know, kind of repeating as, you know, back-to-back 2K League champions, which is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, con- kudos to the team and, and to Pat, who who really put all that together, and they did all the hard work. I was just there along for the ride. but yeah i mean season one and season two for or my season one and season two were very different because that first season we were the underdogs we were the team that no one really expected and you know we were shy and and, and kind of learning on the fly whereas the second my second season the six season we went back to back you know we were the team to beat and we were very confident and we had a very different tone on social media uh we went with that protect the brand tag because our goal was then to repeat, not to win the first time. Um, you know, it was it was it was incredible. You know, going back to back was a feeling that like, like no other. It was it was just the sense of accomplishment and being able to hold on to that for an extra year was was something I'll never forget.
1: So well, you know, throw that one in there. So what it was it like seeing, you know, the first overall pick, you know, winning two championships and then, you know, it seems like he called it quit and retire. Was that something that you kind of saw coming or was that, you know, kind of shocking to you as well? Yeah. I mean, so first of all, shout out to, to JVM and, and the whole team for, you know, just, just coming
2: in and and, and changing the, the mentality of the entire NBA 2K league. But no, I mean, when, when you know, his plans. I I don't know. I, I I wasn't sure exactly what he was going to do. And and that's his personal business, but you know, he's one of my closest friends and, you know, uh, I'll respect everything he did and and his choices. And and I know he's going to succeed in in no matter what he does.
1: Awesome. Yeah. It was definitely, you know, really exciting and we're all excited to see, you know, the evolution of, you know, the the 2k league and, you know, if the wizards can make it a three Pete, you know, we'll see if Pat Riley, let that fly. But you know, it'll be exciting to see what they do this year. With you know the season upcoming in a you know few couple weeks at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm rooting for them all the way. I would, I hope for nothing but the best.
1: Um, so yeah, so how do you, how does it kind of work? You know, selecting potential players that you sign to the team or you know draft when you're working with the Wizards. What's that process like?
2: Yeah. So switching a little bit over to the NHL space, uh, it's very different than the NBA 2K league because we don't have the draft. We don't have the same data and format. Uh, It's really a community driven ecosystem where uh, different platforms like league gaming actually put on these tournaments and and have these leagues for players that they can go and they get ranked and they, you know, they play in all these different opportunities and, and they stream and we actually have chances to watch them. So uh, when it comes to picking players and, and how we actually went and selected our Isles GT team, we, we were able to look at these players over the past few years. I fortunately had the opportunity to meet a lot of them before the pandemic started uh, at the Caps Gaming Showcase LAN, which happened in Washington, D.C. So having the opportunity to meet them and get to know them actually as people helps a lot with decision-making and, and selecting them and trusting them as players because nothing will ever beat meeting someone in person. But ultimately, it was it a was competitive thing, and, and looking at their competitive history was the priority. After that, we were really looking at their social presence and, and you know, their ability to be role models and represent the team in a professional fashion. So we, we, we ultimately selected six starting players and three subs that we feel really can represent the Isles JT team to our fan base and to the entire NHL esports community as a whole.
1: Awesome. And I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up that a lot of, you know, I think talent definitely overlook is the professional nature and how you engage, whether it's on social media, kind of what you say. I I always find it funny when you have all these players like ranting about how the game is broken and how terrible it is and I can't play it. It's so bad. It's like, is this kind of your employer? Like you really shouldn't be publicly trashing them to your hundred thousand followers. It's probably not going to make them happy with you. And it's definitely not going to want them to use you in their campaigns and really kind of get behind you and support you. And I, I think it's interesting that, you know, that's one of the criteria that it's not just social media, not just how they do competition, but kind of who they are as a person and what they're going to represent. Because, you know, as the Islanders, like you're a much larger brand than You know whatever's going to happen in NHL esports. You know it's a brand that's been around for decades and has won Stanley Cups, and you know is kind of iconic here in the you know Northeast and New York area. So it's you know there's other factors that go into this stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely, And, and I think that's something that players are starting to now learn is that wow, I can make a career out of this with a with a top NHL team, and I actually have to represent myself even while I'm not signed to any team. I have to represent myself professionally because I want them to see me in that light. You can't just start representing yourself professionally once you get signed to a team. You actually have to start that process while you're still playing on your own and and showing that you can be a pro and, and act professional.
1: Right, it's one of those things where there's always someone that screenshots your tweet, and it's always when you're about to hit that pinnacle that that random thing that you thought Twitter delete deleted, you know, someone had it. Yep.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll preach it over and over again that the best tweet to make is no tweet
1: right like that that i feel like that's something that esports and the gaming world hasn't really understood the more traditional entertainment space like your managers your agents these your know, brand managers they control their social media more times than not like you don't give the talent usually accessibility to their twitter to just start typing cuz usually you know as we see with some pretty prominent celebrities it doesn't really help you you know anything you say is going to be used against you and you know, become a news story, and you know we see kids losing opportunities, losing maybe the opportunity to work with your organization or something similar, because one time they just said something stupid or like something or post something without even you know realizing what it's going to mean and how people are going to you know interpret it.
2: Yeah, and, and you know we'll we'll never control our players narrative we you know, we want them to have that expression and that that opportunity for speech and, and to say what they want to say um you know they they just they, they know what they should be saying and our goal is to just educate and support them so that so that when they go to post anything you know they kind of know if it's a good thing to post or not and it and if they're unsure you know we're here as a resource for them to run it by us and get our feedback on it and and we're going to give them you know real opinions and and we're looking out for their best interests.
1: So how does the whole, you know, 6 on 6 competition work? So you have each player, you know, controlling a different competitor in the game.
2: Yeah. So each player actually has their own position. So we'll have our own left wing, center, right wing both defensemen and our own goalie. And we'll actually have a couple sub players as well. And, and they actually control their own individual players and, and they're the best at their position. So I'm, you know, our players, they could probably move around positions and be pretty good at each position, but the, but what makes them so special is that they're the best at each position and they work so well together on actually putting together a team and and competing together. And their communication is incredible. and, And that's what makes them so special.
1: So I'm fairly familiar with the NBA 2K League and their build. How does this competitive mode work? Is it like you're using real NHL players or do you have set parameters or you're using your my career created character?
2: Yeah. So it's a game mode actually called EASHL and they, you have like custom builds that you can sort of adjust. Whether you pick like a grinder or a sniper or a playmaker, they, those come with kind of custom stats, and you can adjust those stats ever so slightly. And then you can add a few kind of perks or benefits to each player that you know give you an, in, an increase in certain categories. So if you want your shot to be better, or you want your heading to be better, or your skating to be better, you can you can mess around with those settings. But it's not as customizable as NBA Two K at this point.
1: Okay, so it's kind of like a badge. It's like you get a few badges that'll bring your attribute points up, but it's really all of them are pretty balanced exactly interesting so um prior to all this, you had you know worked at the d c united and you know I know they have an e m l s team, so tell us a little about you know your work there and how you were involved in the league
2: yeah uh, that i mean that was just timing, and you know that that's something that kinda happens to a lot of people is it's just right place right time. And I was at DC United as a corporate partnerships intern when the EMLS was announced and launched. And so while I was there, um, you know, the organization was starting to figure out how to get into esports. And as an intern, I was kind of raised my hand and said, hey, can I, can I please be involved in this? You know, I'll spend extra time, extra hours, extra days, whatever you need. I, I'm happy to give these resources. I'm not looking for anything in return except for just the opportunity to, to gain this experience. And as a gamer, I was able to hop on board and, and help out their team on, on building out their EMLS plans. And, you know, they got a player by the name of Renato that was their season one representative. So I kind of worked with him on, developing like a stream schedule and content calendar and, you know, being professional in the space. And, and I was learning on the fly too. We were kind of learning this together. So that's where I got my first dip into the true esports industry was with DC United. And it was just right place, right time where I had the opportunity to step up and take advantage of, of the opportunity that presented itself to me.
1: Right. And I think that's kind of a really great lesson for everyone out there that it's like, you know, you saw something you like and you went for it and it didn't matter the time that was necessary because, you know, it kind of clearly got you on this path to be able to kind of sit at this world that, you know, I think is really interesting of sports and esports and you know, what kind of things do you notice, you know, coming from the traditional sports world and now working in, you know, esports and gaming? What kind of similarities you see and differences? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the
2: similarities is really just the the different components that go into an esports team are almost identical to what builds a sports team. You need to have all these different departments and you need to have talent in all of them. You know, you you can't just always have a one man army running everything in esports. You really you need to have strong, creative people, strong marketing sponsorships, Um, everything that puts together a full sports organization. You really need to see those same kind
1: of departments within an esports organization. What about some differences, you know, something that's just kind of really just esports that, you know, notice isn't really part of the traditional sports world.
2: Yeah, so the biggest difference among sports and esports is is just the 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 opportunity to to for viewership. So esports is digital first where player people will go to Twitch to watch esports first as their primary source of consumption and then in-person LAN events are kind of secondary. It's 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 cool to get to an esports event, but you still watch most of your stuff via Twitch or YouTube or Facebook Gaming, whereas sports is the opposite. Sports, you know, the, the primary mode of consumption is to go to a game and actually watch these players in person. You know, your your on-screen product is kind of your secondary market for watching, where you may have more viewerships who watch via TV, but the the primary mode will always be traditionally going in person and watching the
1: players actually play in person, which is very opposite for between sports and esports. And I guess, you know, you have the limitations of, you know, the internet and Twitch gives you, you could have a million people watching a hundred million people like League of legends versus, you know, a stadium can only have however many thousand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's very different
2: modes of consumption. And, and, you know, I think that both are kind of learning from each other as esports starts to have more LAN events and, you know, uh, traditional sports start to create more OTT platforms for media outlets.
1: Definitely. So what's some of, you know, you've kind of worked at all these different places. What are some of the you know, unique stuff that you've learned from your previous experiences that you're now, you know, kind of bringing over to the Islanders as they're kind of, you know, creating this new division and team when it just, you know, didn't exist earlier?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, a lot of the talent that I met, it passed opportunities um, have kept in contact with them and and you know tried to utilize a lot of them and 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 get advice and and bring over a lot of the innovation that I learned um, you know I so, some of the people that I'm surrounded by at the islanders are just so smart and thinking next level that um, you know I just want to come in here and compliment them and 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 really you know be an asset to them and and resource to them as they continue to build out different opportunities
1: definitely so you know you work in a variety of different sports simulation titles is there a particular reason is that a genre that you know you're interested in what do you think the future of you know esports sports simulation titles
2: yeah i mean i you know like i mentioned at the very beginning my two biggest passions have always been hockey and video games and the opportunity to put them together is kind of like a life dream come true for me Um, What most people don't really know is that after I finished at DC United, I actually wrote my master's thesis on a proposed league, esports league for the NHL. I saw the NBA was doing stuff and the MLS was doing stuff. um, And, you know, the NFL was doing some stuff. The NHL had the GWC, but I kind of wanted to build out something more. So I actually went and um, made my master's thesis like a proposed esports league for the NHL and used that to kind of help, leverage um you know an opportunity with the capitals and the wizards as the capitals were looking to build out you know their first nhl esports platform um so you know the the sports esports space has kind of always been a huge passion of mine and and it's really bringing both of my worlds together and i and i see every sports team one day having uh, an esports team similar to to the idea of having like a like a minor league team for your team so you'll have your traditional team your your major league team you'll have your minor league team you'll have your gaming team as well and it'll just be an extension of that sports team
1: definitely i mean i think that's you know a really unique you know aspect and something that you know i'm gung ho on coming from you know traditional sports world and always being a you know a sports game guy I always am like you know 2k madden fifa like that's always an every year kind of thing for me so it's you know exciting to see that other you know franchises and other games are really embracing it
2: yeah i mean absolutely and i i think the the, the ultimate goal for the gaming team and sport and 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 how we're gonna you know integrate it into the sports team is is to get our fans you know engaged in what we're doing so that ultimately when when we have players in town our fans are recognizing them asking them for autographs you know thinking it's cool for the opportunity to play against them and and really you know integrating them the, the gaming team within the islanders brand and within the
1: professional sports teams brand so the nhl players are they big gamers i know you know nba guys and nfl and even mlb guys i haven't heard about too many hockey players getting getting too intense in Fortnite. yeah they're, they're you know it's a
2: it's a it's actually like a big downtime activity for a lot of uh a lot of nhl players across the league so there's some really cool stuff on it and, and the nhl has done some great stuff with the players during the pandemic so um, you know, it, it's been great to see that that, you know, it, it's it's engaging for not only the fans but also the the player audience.
1: Absolutely. So, what's some advice you have for anyone trying to work in the esports business?
2: Um, yeah, I would say that no matter what you're looking at, you should look at all the different departments and areas that you can work in and really just just pick one and become the best at it. As long as you become the best at something, there will always be an opportunity for you. So it doesn't have to be the the most glamorous position. It doesn't have to be the highest paying job. If you become the best out of it, everything else will follow and somebody will need you at some point. So just pick an area and become the best at it. You know, when, when I was trying to get into the space, I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go, but this kind of NHL esports space was uh, a, a category that needed some some new talent in it and, and, and new opportunities. And, and I saw the growth, path. And so I really went all in on NHL esports and, and really made that part of my brand, my personal brand, and carry that with me everywhere I go. And 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 I'm always watching NHL esports events, no matter who's participating, no matter who's hosting. Um, I, I really want to be involved in as much as possible. So, so just pick a, a spot or a category and go all in on it and make that part of your personal brand. And Somebody will have a need for
1: it at some point. Definitely. I think, you know, that's a really, you know, great advice trying to be this, you know, master of an area where it's like, oh, he's the, he's the NHL guy. Like if you want to do NHL, like this is the guy you need. Yeah. I
2: think, I think for a lot of people, you really just have to decide if you want to be, you know, a smaller fish in the big pond, or if you want to be a big fish in a small pond and and either way you pick, you know, there's so much opportunity for either, but you kind of have to decide on what you kind of want before and and then go all in on it
1: absolutely so you know what's your favorite part about working in the esports and gaming world
2: well now now i have something a little bit different to talk about because i grew up a diehard islanders fan and so having the opportunity to work you know around video games which i do in my free time all the time anyway and then my favorite team which is what i'm also watching in my free time and putting those two worlds together is like i said a dream come true and, you know, every day I wake up loving exact you know, loving what I do and excited for opportunities on what we're building here. So just just the opportunity to to love what I do is there's really nothing better than that. Right, that I think that was kind of the thing that
1: was really so interesting to me when the two K league was doing. That it's like I love two K and working for an NBA team and waking up and like yeah, like I'm at the Wizards practice facility and I'm sitting courtside in the suite and we're getting championship rings just like if you know the real team, just like the Mystics winning the WNBA championship and just kind of the way that you're treated as part of this organization. It's not just like oh, that's the esports team. It's like that's our esports team.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what these sports esports titles are are building is, is that connection between the fans, the current fan base, uh, the current team, and now the new gaming team. So it's just creating that connection. And, and it, it's cool for everybody who's involved. And, and it's really, it's something special. And I think there's really a long term future in it.
1: Amazing. So, you know, kind of bring it all to the conclusion, you know, what's the future for the Islanders, you know, their team in the space?
2: Well, the first goal is, is to win. And we, you know, we signed this competitive team and we're going to play in these tournaments and, and we're looking to win and, and place top in, in, in almost every single one of these tournaments, uh, in terms of, you know, innovation and growth where we're, we're looking to find ways to actually integrate it live in person at the arena. So I think there's a lot of cool things to look forward to there. And, and that will, you know, over the next year, really be integrating it more into in-person, um, you know, opportunities and, and events
1: do you see any way to kind of engage with, you know, the local community schools? I, I always thought that was something that I felt like was needed in the 2k league and really in these sports titles that have this ability to go to high school and middle school and colleges and kind of, it's not a fighting game. It's not a shooting game. It's like, okay, you were playing hockey. You were playing, you know, basketball. Like this is a way to kind of show what's going on and maybe engage with a demographic who, you know, love streamers and YouTube and, this whole entire digital gaming world.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the Islanders already have an amazing community relations and youth hockey program where they go to a lot of these schools and do like street hockey games and information sessions and signing sessions. And we, we really just want to be a resource to them and and help them amplify that and bring a gaming component. So maybe we'll bring some consoles and, you know, have some of these students actually playing the NHL video game. And like you said, it's, it's a nonviolent game and it's something that, you know, can really bring, you know, the, the best out of people. And and it's a bonding experience for a lot of these students.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I like to end each episode with, you know, my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch?
2: My favorite game to watch. I mean, I watch a lot of, uh, I watch, I watch a lot of NHL, but that's part of my job. I do love it. And I would love to throw that in there, but my favorite game to watch right now has to be halo. I mean, I've been really enjoying watching halo streams.
1: Okay. So what about your favorite game to play?
2: Well, you're going to get the same answer. Uh, you know, I play a ton of NHL, um, you know, consider myself pretty solid at the game. But yeah, what not,
1: position do you play?
2: I'm, I'm a left winger when I play, and, you know, I'm a left winger in real life, so I kind of tie the two together.
1: Okay. Um, so what about your
2: favorite video game character? My favorite video game character? Ooh, that's a tough one. Did not think about. Um, my favorite video game
0: character... I would have to say, whew, I don't know. That's too tough. Right? I got the brain buster at the end. It's
1: like, I yeah. wrote my Georgetown thesis, but do I like Mario or Luigi? Let's do that one. I, can't, I couldn't go with something too simple
2: is the thing, you know? Okay. Well,
1: the cerebral answer is Master Chief. Mm, I, I could have said Master Chief. That would have been a good one. Awesome. Well, you know, this was amazing. And, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was you know, really insightful. And I'm sure everyone is really excited to see what the Islanders and you continue to do in the space. So where can we find you? How can we connect with you?
2: Yeah, I mean, anybody who can check us out on uh, social at Isles GT, um, you know, we're really active on social, and I think that's the best place to get new information. And then uh, on Twitch at New York Islanders underscore, we're live streaming almost every day, uh, every day of the week. So you know, come in, hop in chat, and have a conversation with with me or our players, and, and 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 engage with us. We're happy to share and and show what we're doing and get people involved as well. So any opportunity that we can help anybody else and get them involved, we're we're
1: really happy to do so. Definitely. So I, I hopefully the Rangers are taking note of what's happening, you know, down the highway. And, you know, it seems like the NHL eSports League is definitely, you know, prime for growth. So, you know, thanks everybody again for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin Jesq. Check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes.